All right. We are back here. <laughs> What's up, guys? I was watching uh, Westworld a few days ago. And that's a great show, by the way. I don't know what they're doing this season, but last few seasons were amazing. And uh, I was watching Westworld, and it just got me thinking how far we've come you know, when it comes to technological advancements, you know, just thinking back uh, to where we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, and how far we've come is just, it's, it's, it's literally insane, you know, and then it gets you thinking, where are we going to be in the future, you know, 10, 20, 50 years from now? Uh I'm going to be talking mostly about technology today. That's what's on my mind. So this podcast is going to be called Blade Runner. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) One of my favorite movies, by the way, it's going to be called uh, Blade Runner. So, uh, Let's let's kick this off. I'm just going to talk about a few things that have stood out to me or that currently stands out to me about where we've been and where we're going. Uh, Do you guys remember when uh, MySpace (laughs) first came out (laughs) and MySpace was out? Oh, my gosh. That was at the time. That was like the best thing since sliced bread. You know, the top three or was it top four, top eight? Man, if you didn't have your best friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend on your top eight, it was a wrap. MySpace ended a lot of relationships. But, you know, when you think something is good, it only gets better. What happened after MySpace? Facebook. Facebook crushed MySpace. Facebook came out of nowhere, actually. Or at least that's what it seemed like. You know, we had MySpace and... Facebook came and then, of course, Facebook reigned supreme for a little bit. And then Instagram came, you know, and now TikTok. It just gets you thinking, you know, what's what's next, you know, and then, you know, pretty much Google. I'd say Google, Google Maps, YouTube, they changed. I mean, the world as we know it forever. How am I supposed to get to L.A. without Google Maps? I need my GPS. You know, we all use GPS. You know, next is, I'd say, electricity. I mean, think about it. At least for me, I, I don't think I don't think any advancements that we've made since electricity would be possible without the breakthrough of electricity. You know, it's it's pretty much a replaceable in our daily lives. We need it for Internet. We need it to charge our phones. We need it to charge our cars. If you have an electric car, you know, we need it to power our modern caves that we call homes and condos and apartments. Imagine spending a week without electricity. You, you probably can't. You know, we need it to survive especially if you live in a first world country. 
Now, I would say next is the laser. I think the laser got first got discovered in 1960. I can only imagine back then they probably had no idea what to do with it, you know. But since then, uh, we use lasers, lasers for everything. Doctors use lasers for surgeries. Uh, you know, lasers are used in electronics, manufacturing. The list goes on. You know, um, what else? Uh, semiconductor chips. That comes to mind. The average person probably doesn't even know what that is or even cares what that is. You know, but I'd say that opened the door for the evolution of laptops, smartphones, tablets. So semiconductor chips are real small little chips that are embedded in laptops and cell phones and a lot of the mobile devices that we have right now, even computers as well. They really changed the game when he came when it comes to technology. Uh, what else? Quantum computing. So, uh, so quantum computers are, are like, uh, or let me. How should I say this? Quantum computers use quantum mechanics to, uh, I'd say, increase processing power. I heard even just a few months ago. They announced that a quantum computer solved a problem that a regular computer couldn't solve. And it did that in just minutes. So it just gets you thinking if they're announcing things like that, imagine what they have in a back burner that we're not privy to. You know, computers are getting smarter and smarter every single day. So imagine what, you know, Agencies like NASA have access to that the average human being does not have access to. Infinite possibilities. Next, I'd say uh, the Human Genome Project. And in my opinion, I'd say no other modern advancement in science has actually transformed medicine as radically as the Human Genome Project. In 2003, the um, Human Genome Project, they mapped every single gene in the human genome. Every single gene. That's insane. You know, and you can only imagine that it opened the door to medical studies on genes, on diseases, um... If I'm not mistaken, this actually led to the birth and success of a lot of the biggest biotech companies that are out right now. The Human Genome Project. Cars, I'd say. Cars is next. Cars. Think about how cars were in the 1950s. Just think about it for a second. How regular they looked. How simple they were. And then think about how cars are now. Like compare a 1950s car to a Tesla, for example. You know, from cars equipped with GPS to OnStar. You know, well, back in the day, they didn't have obviously didn't have any of that. A car just barely had a radio, if that. 
Now cars have GPSs. We have OnStar. You know, we have hybrid cars. We have electric cars, self-driving cars. That gets you thinking. You can only imagine how cars are going to be in the future. At least it's something I think about all the time. Like what's next? What insane technological advancement are we going to come up with when it comes to cars? You know, I feel like every every time I think, all right, this is it. There's no way they can beat this. They come up with something crazy. They come out with something crazy. What are the cars of the future going to look like? What are they going to drive like? You know, I'd say the next uh, technological requirement or advancement that we've come a long way on is the smartphone. I mean, I hate to admit it, but I feel like a smartphone has become pretty much a necessary part of life. And trust me, it pains me to say that it does everything. If you're on your way somewhere, your GPS is going to help get you there. If your house is burning down and you need some help, your phone is going to help you call for help. If you need food, guess what your phone does? It helps you order food. If you need entertainment, it does that too. (laughs) If you need to freaking fly, if you need to freaking fly, it helps you scan your itinerary. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? You know, again, I feel like it begs the same question as what I was talking about earlier with cars. What's the next evolution in cell phones going to be like? Same thing. Every time I think it can't get any better, there's an insane leap. I blame Steve Jobs and Apple. I feel like Steve Jobs and Apple were the ones that kickstarted the race back in 2007 with the invention of the iPhone. That literally changed everything. It, it changed the world forever. It really did. I still remember when the iPhone came out. And uh, I think it was the first phone that just had insanely high prices. I remember it being on the news. Uh, it was on the news that the phones were going for $1,000. And everybody was like, that's insane. But guess what? They had lines wrapped around the building. They couldn't wait to get their hands on it. Next, I'd say, is the invention of the Internet. I mean, that's a that's a no brainer. You know, the Internet is like the world's largest and most insane library. We live in a time where it's almost impossible. You know, I'd go a step further. I'd say it actually is impossible to have a question and not have the answer at the tip of your finger. No matter what question you could possibly have, (laughs) you could literally just go online, type it up, and you get an answer. How crazy is that? I think we've gotten used to the normalcy of that capability existing. Because 20 or barely 30 years ago, that wasn't possible. You can just go online and say, what's the weather going to be tomorrow? Or... You know, 
40 times 1,000. You can't do all that. Even, even now, you don't even have to do that anymore. You can just ask Alexa or Siri. We've taken it a step further. It was too hard to go to Google and ask questions. So now we've made it so that we can lay in bed while eating chips and uh, celery sticks. <laughs> and ask Siri or, or uh, Alexa questions. Man, what have we become? Uh, next thing I can think of is uh, genetic engineering. So actually in 1973, some guys named Boyer and, and Cohen, I'm assuming they were scientists. They constructed the first organism by combining DNA. Check this out. They combined DNA from different species. And this was back in the 70s. And if that wasn't enough, guess what they did next? They injected or inserted toe genes into bacterium that replicated itself over and over. And for those who don't know, bacterium is just another fancy word for bacteria. You know, and then fast forward to 30 years later, which is the present or I'd say 2000s, 70% of processed foods are pretty much gen genetically modified. You know, but who cares about that? That's not the that's not a, the big issue. The big issue, actually, that is a big issue, but we can talk about that later. The bigger issue, you know, is genetically engineering human beings. That's that sounds like some futuristic shit. But it's already happening. You know, the thing is, where there's good, there's bad. Where there's bad, there's good. So, you know, there's a there's a good side and a bad side to obviously generic genetically engineering people. Obviously, on the positive side, you can prevent birth defects, diseases. There's so many good things you can do with genetic engineering. But there's also a lot of bad things you can do with it, obviously. And then this is before we even get to, to side effects. So now you have to ask yourself, like, is it ethical? Is it ethical to genetically engineer people? Because you can always say, well, yeah, as long as they're OK with it. But then it's inevitably going to bleed into people that are not OK with it. You know? Is there an ethical way to actually genetically modify people or genetically engineer people? And even if there was, should we be doing that? As they like to say, is that playing God? Ay, ay, ay. The future is, uh, is tantalizing, I should say. The next... Uh, what else comes to mind? Oh, robots and AI, which is which is actually what got me thinking about this topic to begin with, because I was watching Westworld. Yeah, robots and AI, artif artificial intelligence. So uh, I actually learned this recently. I didn't know this, but uh, the term robot was actually coined 
by a uh, Czechoslovakian, Czechoslovakian in 1920. And so in Czech, uh, they referred to it as robota, robota. And it's a word for tedious labor. So in 1954, the man called uh, George Duvall, he was actually the one that built the first robot. So robots have been getting built for a long time. For a long, long time. And I think five years after he built the first robot, uh, an institute in Boston was inspired because they wanted to create a uh, a create robots that could replicate human minds. How crazy is that? So that inspired them to open a lab, to open a first artificial intelligence, first artificial intelligence lab. Jeez, I can't talk today. So that's how that got started. And look where we are now. Fast forward to today and pretty much robots are doing everything. I mean, in my opinion, they're single handedly eradicating jobs performed by human beings or not all jobs, obviously, but a good portion of jobs. You know, I mean, they build cars faster than human beings. They assemble parts faster than human beings. They build software. They are software. You know, they're used to operating in surgeries. They're using surveillance. They're used for recon during war. I can go on and on forever in all the ways we use robots. You know, we can only imagine where this is going to eventually lead to. I mean, before you know it, you're going to start finding robots on Tinder. And I'm not kidding. (laughs) You're going to wake up one day with robots on Instagram modeling and sending you messages on Facebook like, hey, boo, when can I come over? <laughs> hey, boo, when can I come over? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. We live in a crazy world. We really do. So think about 50 years from now. Think about all the things I just mentioned, you know, with social media and electricity and the laser technology and the quantum computing and the human genome project and cars and the internet and what else? Uh, Genetic engineering. Everything I just mentioned, cell phones. And then fast forward 20 years from now or 30 years from now or 50 years from now. We're going to be in a crazy world. And and I I didn't even talk about virtual reality. That's another crazy one. Man. Anyway, I'm going to leave you guys with this. What a fucking time to be alive. What a freaking time to be alive. Man.
Thanks for listening to the Cheesecake and Coffee Podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Also, please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share our podcast. Have any questions for Michael or any topics you'd like discussed on the show? Michael loves communicating with our listeners. You can find him on Instagram at michael.skywalker. Until next time, peace and love. <laughs>